for an opening passage of Scripture that details to us one of the great preaching services in the Bible. Nehemiah chapter 8. We'll read the first six verses. When we come to this passage, we often turn to the eighth verse, which describes the nature of true preaching, the Bible definition of preaching, and yet we're going to ignore that verse today in order to look at some verses around it. Nehemiah chapter 8, I'm going to read verses 1 through 6. And all the people gathered themselves together as one man into the street that was before the water gate. And they spake unto Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded to Israel. And Ezra the priest brought the law before the congregation, both of men and women, and all that could hear with understanding, upon the first day of the seventh month. And he read therein before the street that was before the water gate, from the morning until midday, before the men and the women, and those that could understand. And the ears of all the people were attentive unto the book of the law. And Ezra the scribe stood upon a pulpit of wood, which they had made for the purpose. And beside him stood Mattathiah, and Shema, and Aniah, and Urijah, and Hilkiah, and Maaseah on his right hand, and on his left hand, Pedeah, and Mishael, and Melchiah, and Hashem, and Hashbadana, Zechariah, and Meshulam. And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up. And Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God. And all the people answered, Amen, Amen, with lifting up their hands. And they bowed their heads and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Amen. And amen. amen. Let's have this same spirit, though we may not do the very same things today that these people had about the reading of the Word of God. In the first verse of Nehemiah 8, we read that the people came together as one man. There were no divisions. There were no differences at all. They were like one man. They had one purpose, one goal in their worship. And they came with one heart and one mind. They are the ones that asked Ezra to bring the book of the law of God because it was the people's desire to hear the word of God read and explained to them. It wasn't the ministry forcing it upon the people. It was the people begging for it. It tells us that. It tells us in the second verse that men and women and children of sufficient age to understand were all there. There weren't Sunday schools where everyone under the age of 24 was segregated off into young married classes and other classes for cookies and milk or flannel graph lessons. They were all there to hear the Word of God read by a boring old man of God named Ezra and the priests that served him. In the third verse, it tells us that he read from the morning until midday which is quite a long reading. It's longer than anything we'll do today. And the people were all attentive, it tells us, 
in our Bible there at the last part of verse 3. All the people were attentive unto the book of the law. That is your part in the worship of God. It is my part to prepare and to preach. It is your part to prepare, to pray, and to pay attention. And it's God's part to let the word of the Lord have free course and be glorified and to bless it upon our hearts and our minds. The fourth verse tells us what a pulpit is really for. It's for a man to stand upon, but I'm not going to climb up on this pulpit today. And the reason for it was for all the people to see what the man of God was doing. And that was so that he could open the book of the law of God and they could all see what they were about to hear. The fifth verse tells us that when he opened the book in the sight of all the people and explains again that he was above them because he was standing on the pulpit of wood, that when he opened it, all the people stood up. You know, in performances of Handel's Messiah, when we get to the Hallelujah Chorus, because of King George V, we stand up to honor the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And when a king did that, people have followed that for a good long while now. But in this particular case, a tradition was started here. When Ezra opened the book, all the people stood up to show reverence for the Word of God. And Ezra blessed the Lord, and all the people said, Amen. Amen. They said, with lifting up their hands and bowing their heads, and they worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground because they were in the presence of His Word. And we're in the presence of His Word today. We have it by His hand of inspiration and His hand of providential preservation. We have it in our language. We understand it. It's free of corruption. We are so blessed. And today... We want to delight in His Word. God's favorites, God's best men and God's best women delighted in His Word. And that's what we're going to do today. And to the degree that you want to be God's favorite, God's best, whether you're a man or a woman, or you're a child that can understand, this is the attitude you ought to have. You ought to be filled with excitement right now that we are going to read the Word of God today and we are going to exalt it from beginning to end. Our theme is going to be so simple. It's almost embarrassing that God would bless such a simple theme. But He has promised to bless such a simple theme. And that's what our worship is about today. I hope you've prepared your hearts, that you've prayed for this assembly, and that you're ready to participate, whether it's by hearing or speaking in the second assembly. Let us glorify the Lord for His glorious Word that He's given us. What an example of a preaching service. May we have the hearts equal or greater than the hearts of these people here in Nehemiah chapter 8. It's a choice you're making right now. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Amen. Our Holy Father and blessed God in heaven, we thank Thee. For thy precious word, the secret things belong unto the Lord our God, but the revealed things belong unto us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. Heavenly Father, we're thankful that the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth his handiwork, but it is the law of the Lord that converts the soul and is able to make wise the simple. And we thank Thee that there is great reward in hearing and doing it. And Heavenly Father, this day we come before Thee.
And what is lacking in our hearts, correct it at this moment by the power of your Holy Spirit that we would be like-minded with our brethren of old who gathered this day before the water gate and heard the word of God read and explained to them. And they delighted and rejoiced and sent portions and made great mirth because they had understood the reading of your word. Father, we're thankful that you inspired it by about 40 different writers. But there is one Holy Spirit that has given us these precious words. And we're thankful that you have preserved it by men who gave their lives and their fortunes to bring it to us. And we're thankful that it's in our tongue, the English tongue, and that it's been preserved and your divine stamp of approval is upon it with 400 years of spiritual, material, national proof that it is the Word of God indeed. We're thankful for it. Heavenly Father, O Lord, bless us as we unite our hearts together as one man around your word. Let us reverently worship thee and thank thee for it. As we turn its pages and read its words, let it delight our souls as it did the psalmist, that we would rejoice as one having found great spoil, and that we would take your word as our heritage and our portion forever. We thank you, Lord God, for giving us your will in writing that we might know the things that are freely given to us of thee, that we might know the answers to all the philosophical and practical questions of life, that we might know thee and thy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the witness that you have bore of him. Father in heaven, be with your preachers in every place as they pastor your flocks and bless those sheep to be fed with knowledge and understanding this day. Protect them from wolves within and wolves without. Let the nations of this earth, O Lord, grant freedom to those who follow the word of God. And Heavenly Father, for the man in Iran, if he is still alive, we pray for your mercy upon him, that you would deliver him from the enemies in that nation who worship the moon god of the Arabians and will not allow a conversion to the true and living God and his son, Jesus Christ. Our trust is in thee this day. Forgive us our sins. Receive our thanksgiving. Preserve our nation. Guide our thoughts, our words together around thy word and lift up our spirits in the Lord Jesus Christ. Empower us with the Holy Spirit and send us out of this place not only delighting in the possession of your word, not only delighting in the reading of it, not even the understanding of it, but that we would delight to do thy will, O God. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.